What's up, family? What's up? This is Just Keeping It Real with Charles and Melinda, also known as Jay Kerr. Jay Kerr. Welcome to the show. Yes, We basically are here to publicly support and recommend the strengthening of all healthy relationships. Not just ours, but yours as well. Absolutely. Yes, we made our mistakes. We are continuing to make them. Yes, right. And we've had some successes, so definitely. Yeah, and we want to share all that with you, and we want to open our lives up. And as we say, keep it real. Share it with you. So yes. in the meantime, love, what is our purpose? Our purpose is to empower all people, as we have said in our, uh, I guess, in, in what we do as our as relationship advocates, we also want to build stronger, build a stronger world and hope to build a stronger world as a purpose as well. So we empower all people to build a stronger world. And at this time, right now, it is uh, crucial that we recognize that. Yeah, because right now, as we know, our world is going through a lot. A lot of unrest. We, we were actually, I think this 2020 brought in quite a bit. You know, um, there's a lot of unrest, as we mentioned. Um, gosh, man, a lot of people, you know, dealing with the COVID-19 was one deal mm-hmm. that we did, and we're still dealing with. Um, you know, which I think during our lifetime, something we've never seen, yeah. I've never experienced, you know, the isolation, families, you know, people getting sick, people yeah. passing away. People it's, are losing their jobs. Yes, yeah. yes, a lot of job laws, companies going under. So we're really in a place that we, a lot of us, we've never seen before. And it's causing an unrest among, you know, frontline workers, I know being worn out, uh, you know, from... You know, hospital workers, doctors, nurses, you know, um, uh, first responders, you know, uh, definitely. So policemen, spend a lot. And I know if you've been anywhere on this world, you've experienced here um, the last few weeks with the protesting that's happening. Um, and there's a lot coming even with the protesting, uh, you know, of, of the black man, George Floyd, whose life basically was snuffed out by uh, the cop uh, in, you know, Minnesota. So the thing about it, whether you uh, care for him or whether you are one to say, well, he was a bad man. I've heard some of these, read some of these comments. It really doesn't matter. He was a human being. And I think until we get to a point where we don't see uh, and we're not only empathetic to our race, but to we till we get to the point of being empathetic when we hear someone passing or being hurt, not just for our race, but for the human race, then we'll still be in a place where we are, where some people don't care. It's not one of us, we don't care, but we've got to get to that place. And that's what our prayers are. So with that in mind, our topic today is a mother's cry for her black son. Yes. And I would like to, <clears throat> I like for you to just listen in intently to what I found. I actually uh, found this post, <clears throat> and it's 
it struck a core in my soul because as a mom who has a black son, uh, as well as having a uh, African-American grandson and all of the young men that is part of my life, this encompasses all of that. But then when you touch the core of, a, of these innocent children and it gives you now a, uh, an attitude of how do I talk to a child about what's going on? So just listen intently and uh, you can feel my pain in this. It starts as, I remember being pregnant when another innocent black man was killed by the cops. I believe it was Walter Scott, but at this point the name began to intertwine due to the frequencies of the injustice. I remember sitting by my window, bawling historically. I had recently discovered I was going to have a boy. In that moment, I wasn't happy. In that moment, sitting by my window, I became livid with myself. Livid that I was selfish enough to have gotten pregnant and would be exposing an innocent black child to this cruel world. Now, almost five years later, I'm looking at my beautiful black son who just seen a bunch of protesters marching on the street. I secretly hoped he wouldn't ask me what was going on. How do I explain all of this? How do I tell a child whose favorite color is brown? A child who loves the skin he's in. He sings and loves the song, Brown Skin Boy, that his grandmother sings to him. That the very thing he loves so much is the very thing that some people in this world will judge and has judged, hate, and possibly kill or attempt to kill him for. I wish I could shelter and protect this innocence, but I know that it's only a matter of time. You know, I when I looked at this, and realized this is a post from my daughter talking about her son Cam and my grandson. Yes, our grandson. Our grandson. Definitely. Yeah. Who's almost five years old. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a situation where we have to help him understand. How do you help a five year old understand? Well, you know, I've heard some people say, oh, don't say anything. Just let him be aware and be be familiar when he grow up, as he grow up. Discover Dis himself, in other discover words. Discover himself. Yeah. But what happens when my grandson goes to school and is called the N-word from a child who was built around ignorance and it was shared from his parents or his family member? And he will have no idea what that means. So, we're in a... A society now that I'm gonna have to think about we're gonna have to think about his mother we as grandparents gonna have to think about explaining to our five-year-old almost five-year-old grandson mm -hmm. about the n-word so he won't be dumbfounded and think that it's a um, 
a fun word when someone that is ignorant enough to call him that because they will or if a teacher happens to say certain things because we've been presented with certain things as that as well uh, actually just something recently we heard that uh, he told his teacher that he loves the color brown and she associated and said oh that's the color of mud like that was a bad thing right you know and if we think about all of the words that associated with black it's usually something that's not good but you know one thing about that is that that's our job as parents and grandparents to reinforce the positive because what we did was we sat down with him okay and we took the thing that she said Okay, that's associated with mud. So we let him know that our eternal God, when he created man in the beginning, what did he use? He used that clay, that mud, that dirt to create Adam. So that is a positive thing, young man. So that's the thing. We have to reinforce for our children the things that society is trying to say your very being is negative. And that's what we cannot allow to happen. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, celebrate your brownness. That's, that's what we're right. teaching you. Yes. Right. Toward the end, we'll talk about, just name a couple things that possibly you might want to consider and tips to being able to talk to your children about race. So, what do you think? What do you think? I would love for you to give us your responses on how do you think you should address a toddler five years old or do you think you should about being knowledgeable or have some understanding about what's going on in today's society granted all people are not like what we have seen out here all white people aren't like the destructive cop that killed uh this young man george floyd right or and, and the other names that are endless, you know, in the same manner, right? The hatred that we've seen yes. expressed. Oh, not saying that so much. And it doesn't have to do with whether a person is innocent or whether they've broken a law, because that's what comes into play. People look at the history and say, oh, no, he was a criminal. He did this. He did that, did that. Well, what have you done? What have right. I done? Right. Because in God's sight, we all have, as the scriptures say, sin and come short of the glory of God. So we've broken some law, we've done something wrong, but does that give us a death sentence? What you've done, what right. I've done, what he did? Right. Absolutely not. It's not your life to take. Right. And then just like we say all white people aren't like this individual, all mm -hmm. black people aren't criminals, nor are they looters, nor right. are they destructors. Oh, oh. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, you just said something. Okay, we're talking about looting. And, and, and really, if you have watched some of the things, a lot of this looting and all, I did hear from different perspectives. Somebody said, well, let's say this much. It has nothing to do with the cause. You know, it does not. Mm -hmm. The, the looting has nothing to do with the cause. Mm -hmm. So it, it does nothing positive. But if you look, who was it looting? There were so many people there were 
blacks, there were whites, there were Hispanics, there were all kinds of people. There were even folk that were dressed in black and seemed to be from an organized group. These people were driving Mercedes, Audis, I mean, you know, Camaros, I mean, like expensive cars. So that is a lot. There are people set to agitate a cause. You and I had a positive cause. There are people there to agitate it. So my point, we as people need to be lenient for the human race and for the cause and how we mistreat people. And I'm hearing people say, this is not the way to do it. This is not the way to do it. But understand, when it was done by Colin Kaepernick, the way he did by the injustices in this country, he kneeled on one knee, which I don't think you can get any peaceful than that. But yet it was mistaken and redirected in a negative direction. And people said, that's not the way to do. You hate the country. Oh, you hate the flag. You hate the soldiers that gave their life and fought for the country. It was so many different ways and twists that that had taken. But if we never addressed the main cause, which was the injustice from policemen that were carrying out against black people. That was his thing of people of color. So uh, we so need to stay on the focus. Here is yes. listening and hearing a mother's cry. Right. A mother's cry of how can she protect her son mm-hmm. against this world of injustice, the systematic racism. How do, and it's, it's already difficult enough to deal with COVID-19 and keeping your social distancing Mm -hmm. and helping them understand that you you have to be careful in in today's society of washing your hands and keeping your distance and things like that. Now, on top of that, it's trumped over the injustice that that we're dealing with now. So our, our plea today, granted, this is based on our experience and not on anyone else's of what we deal with, what we will have to deal with with our grandson and with our son and Mm -hmm. with my husband being a black man, with the family that we deal with. This is not expressing anybody else's views but our own. So I wanna make that clear. But with that, there are plenty other mothers out here that are grieving and, and trying to help their children understand. And fathers. And and fathers. Oh, definitely. Absolutely, and fathers. And and fathers that are trying to help their children understand and giving their their, uh, young adult children that maybe are driving the guidance on how you should act if you're being stopped. How you should act when a a police police officer address you. And nowadays, it's not even a police officer. It could be somebody that feels threatened by you Mm -hmm. and how you should respond. So now we got people that feel like they can go outside of being a police officer and have that right to take your life because they feel justified. You know, we're definitely in a culture just, and I think with everything that's going on, I think people are getting frustrated. People are getting uh, tired per se. And and it and it shows and just everyday living, everyday motion, everyday moving around. Just just as you and I realized the other day, just going out to, the store. to a store 
and things are intensified you know, it, right it, now. Absolutely, really please you you must be careful. You must be vigilant of the enemy. When I say that, I'm talking about not necessarily people, but the enemy that motivates people's ideas. Because I, I'm telling you, we were only parking. And a gentleman, I was ready to tell my wife to go into the parking space, but the guy coming out actually drove in a, uh, <laughs> a wild manner, which he's actually swing, he swung his car out as he was banging up. And it would have hit my wife's car. So we stopped. And as the guy came out, he stopped behind us and sort of blocked our vehicle. And as I'm getting out, it was like he was waiting to say something. We didn't say anything to him, but he was, uh, you know, asked me, is everything all right, brother? And, and, and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I said, not today, sir. No, we're not doing this today. Because, see, again, you have to know where the enemy is. Yes. And just for him to do that, I said, look, sir, everything's all right with me. I hope they are right with you. So you have a nice day and keep it moving. Because, look, don't have time for it. And where could and, that have escalated? Something, yeah, right. Something as, not going to say trivial, but small as this right. could have escalated. Yes. Way beyond mm -hmm. for that slight moment Just, we did why would i be that. afraid really? that he could call the cops and the cops could automatically look at my husband as being wrong that's see we are in a society now that if we don't wake up we don't wake up and know what we're dealing with and make a change about what we're dealing with we are going to be a lost america a lost generation. So now when we're talking about a five-year-old mm -hmm. who today these kids are very smart about being familiar with their surroundings. So granted, my husband and I have, have felt the vengeance of a person's hatred because of the color of our skin. We've dealt with that in our lifetime. And we're Many not very times, old. Right. You know, yeah, and personally, I haven't dealt with it in as much. I don't think I've ever dealt with it until I moved down to the South. Now, whether that that's a South thing, I know it's everywhere. Absolutely. But yeah. as a grown it's person, many, I never. Minnesota. Yeah. You know. In, so, yeah. you know, so. so here we are. Here we are in 2020. Mm -hmm. Feeling like back in the 60s, sometime way before I was even born or sometimes during the time when we were born in the early 60s we feel like we're carrying some of the same weight and issues that we and our ancestors has dealt with back then well, so have we progressed well this is how we can progress we can try to make a change but make a change in a way by using our voices by using our pens and papers and today we got computers by making People understand that we have to stand up for the injustice that's happening to all people. And people have to understand that when you see something wrong, say something. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, it's, you know, something real quick that when I looked at that disturbing video. The George Floyd the, video? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And even the, 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 the policemen that were there as accomplice actually sure. mm -hmm. to his murder 
Right. We're doing nothing. nothing. But I believe I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I heard bystanders saying, man, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And some people in the crowd might have wanted to help. Well, they, they actually, if you saw, uh, it was the, I guess it was the Asian cop that was standing by. I think one of the bystanders asked him, said, why don't you do something? Yes. You know, he's, he's killing that man. Now, what yes. would you do? And the guy basically turned his head. Yes, you know, but my point away. on this, right. though, mm -hmm. is some of the people out there that was watching and videoing and telling these cops, why don't you do something? I'm sure they may have wanted to do something. But but, but if they would know, have, yeah. there would have been more killing. That would have ended then up. Then they would have ended up. Yeah. So it's like, what happens when you want to do something to help stop the injustice of what the cops or even what these so-called people that feel like they are threatened and you fear for your life. Sure. Right. Because then your life could be cut off. Yeah. So it's 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 far beyond where we are now. And, and things has to change. And we're we're definitely not saying that all cops are bad. No. And, and one thing, I, I my oldest brother who served as a police officer for over twenty years, um I know, uh, and I'll say, and I've met some good cops, even over the years, uh, and, I, and I've dealt with the other as well. But the thing about it, the ones that are, are good and have a heart or kind heart towards people or have the human factor that you value, our hats go off to you yes. again. Mm -hmm. with, with the ones that should not be on the force and probably are on it to only bully and to kill people legally, that is a factor in our, in our country, in our world. And when you don't hear the cries of the citizens for the injustice and you fear, you feel that the answer is more policing, then again, we'll have a bigger problem. You know, we as a people, we need to, I'm not stopping with race. We need to be more empathetic of the human race, period. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm not just pointing out all white cops. It's not that either because they're black cops that feel they have to go over or more to prove themselves out. And I'm saying you have a responsibility to be an example and not to uh, escalate the situation saying if he would do this, I would do more. So I, and, and we as a world, we have got to be empathetic of one another. The only way, and I'll tell you what, we, we must listen to God's voice. And we, 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 that's the ultimate. We got to hear God's voice in all of this. Because as a people, as we go on, we look back. If we have to track back and say, where did we go wrong? It's when we took prayer out of school. Yeah. It's when we took the commandments of God down and we don't observe those. When we don't pray like we ought to, guess what? We're going in a different direction, the wrong direction. And even the Bible, if you don't mind, I'm going to say it anyway. It says that if my people who are called by my name, if they would just seek my face, you know, they would pray. The Lord said, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear. Basically, humble down. And, and that's what we have to do as a world, as a nation. That's what we have to do. Yes. So as we come to a conclusion of what we're discussing today, I just want to leave you, there are plenty of tips out here, but I want to leave you five tips that you may even consider in talking to your children about race. 
And it, you know, before I do that, I have heard uh, people, people say, say, I don't see color. color. <laughs> exactly. Now, not unless you have some kind of uh, maybe color blindness, maybe that you have color blind. I I don't identify with understanding with someone say that. It's not an honest statement. It's not really to be to be to, then that, to me that's a problem because you can't say that I'm treated the same as a white person or you see me the same as a white person. Right. Now, granted, you see me as a human race, yes. You see me as a human being, yes. But you also see that my my stance, my color is different than yours if you are not if you are not black. In other words, you can't help but seeing all this brownness. Right. So acknowledge the truth. You see my brownness. Just say because of what I see, I'm not going to treat judge you indifferent or right. judge you prematurely or judge you in a negative way because of what I see. Absolutely. I would appreciate that more instead of saying, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. What, do you see red lights? Do you see yellow lights and green lights? So don't tell me you don't see color. Exactly. That's <laughs> a good point. That, that, that'll be detrimental. So, yes. uh, uh, so go, go ahead and talk about your, your, your five tips. The first one is to identify, just like we're talking about. Identify. Name and identify race. Yes, okay. Help be, be, because God made us all unique. Yes. In a unique way. Let's celebrate until we as a world get to a point that we celebrate differences in race and ethnicity, then we are backtracking. We're yeah. not going for it. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. An extra child. If you if if you are somewhere or out somewhere and you have a, maybe you're reading a book and hopefully your book has some diversity. So if you are reading a book or if you're somewhere and they have a diverse group of people, mm -hmm. ask your child what do they see in sure. those pictures and help them to identify the race of people. Educate, yes, Educate. absolutely. The yeah. next one, number two, is consider feelings. Mm -hmm. Because a, a huge part of the problem with feelings is people don't empathize. Right, and that's, that's the part. Yeah, the empathy. That's what's missing in our world yes. today, empathy. Yes, you, you, and you, then you, if they... Yeah, you, it, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I'm going to ask a question. Do, do you think that when people out, they set out to harm other people, do you think that they are considering their feelings? How is this person feeling right Absolutely now? Absolutely not. Right. Even no, to hear don't. crazy statements like when, when uh, these men that have been murdered by his cops and these guys are saying, hey, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And then there is a phallus, I got to say, that people are saying, oh, if you could say that, then you, you, you could breathe. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? It may take all of his last breath to say it. So right. to make a statement like that, yes. when are we going to have empathy in this yes. world, folks? Yes. Come on now. Yes. Yes. You know, when are we going to have? And I saw even, uh, and I'm going to say, I saw a black cop choking a young man. And he claims he wasn't choking him. And he would say, hey, I can't breathe. He said, no, I don't have my hands around your neck. You know, so we're still telling him, did, did Again, he consider saying, his feelings? He, you've he got to consider the feelings. feelings. And then when Empathy. you're dealing with younger children, yes. then you might even ask them. Mm -hmm. Ask okay. them to get an understanding of how they may feel. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, to this situation, Cam... How does that make you feel sure. when this child is treated different than that child because of their skin color? Exactly. So mm -hmm. talk to them. Consider their feelings. The next number three is challenge, challenge the stereotypes. stereotypes. Yes. Absolutely. Point out to them to even 
if you happen to see, and everybody can identify with this. Mm-hmm. You ever watch the show or watch the commercial and all you see is white kids or all you see is black kids or all you see is aging kids? Challenge the stereotypes. And if there are only white kids playing basketball, then in a child's mind, it can actually defect their thinking that maybe only boy white boys can play basketball. No, I see NBA. Hey, we can uh, cancel that one out. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm as just for kidding. a five-year-old, <laughs> just a little helping them. Okay, yes, okay. just a little humor. Still, and let them know girls can play basketball. Oh, as absolutely, well. yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. Black people can and play basketball. They white do. people, Asians, Mexicans, all of them. Yeah. Challenge the stereotypes. Yep. Number four, talk about fairness and mm-hmm. unfairness. Sure, right. Let mm-hmm. them understand um, when people, if people was to say certain stereotypical things, like all people eat this or only white people do this, talk about that with your child and help them understand what is fair and unfair. My fifth one, last one, is help them and you set an example to create change. What do you mean change? Change in how we identify things. Change in how we talk about things. Change in how we may express when we see something, say something. Make a change. Help your child become kind of an expert on a piece of history. Help them to be educated about what has happened in the past. And and, and let's go a little further with seeing something and saying something. Mm-hmm. If the things you see, if they're an injustice per se, and then the things you say should be something positive yeah. to either get rid of or to change the negative situation. Yeah. Because just seeing something and saying something, some people are seeing things and saying negative things, which may escalate yes. what they see. Right. So make sure it's positive or it de-escalates the situation. Right. And when I say, mm-hmm. when you say something for a change, for the mm-hmm. better, right. I'm Absolutely. not saying saying something to, to escalate the problem. So, you know. And we've seen enough of that. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. you know, my cry as an African-American woman is here in the battlefield with every other woman who cries for her husband, for her son, for her grandchildren, for her uncles and nephews, that they are not victims. Can, can, can I add to what you're saying? Because again, we don't want to limit what's being said because you stop that a certain thing. Because right now, we're seeing grandmothers who are being abused. We're seeing women yes. who are being abused. So it doesn't stop there. It's like we all need to be praying for everybody, yes. even for children. It's just, it's just so much that's happening now. Even, even when I saw this little kid that had been uh, pepper sprayed, mm-hmm. little, I guess whatever, eight-year-old, whatever, mm-hmm. it, it's something we must be empathetic. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And, you know, I just to, my last thing and what I wanted to say is, is when I say as a, a, a mother, I hate to think that whenever my husband go out to work, I just pray for his safety 
and he comes back home. And that is what people are feeling now, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're going to have to have this talk with our grandson to help him understand and, and identify the race, help him to consider the feelings, challenge the stereotypes, talk about fairness, and help him understand that he can be part of the change because we're going to be part of the change. So, you know, in conclusion with this. Can I say something? Uh-huh. Yeah, something you just mentioned about me going to work and, and you know, you're praying that, that I get there okay. And, and I've done something I don't think I've ever really done uh, in all my years of working where we've been. Is that just the other night, you know, with the curfews in place and everything, I called back home and all the high tensions, you know, with law enforcement and the citizens that's going on. I called back the other night and said, I'm just letting you know that I made it to work okay. Yeah. And I say, Is, isn't this a bit weird and yeah. strange to a degree? Yeah. But, but I did know. Yeah. Yeah. But go, go, go ahead and, so, and conclude. you know, I, we, we really appreciate you all. Well, thank you all for listening. Listening. And I would love to hear your views. Please and share. Even please some share things that um, you might want to add yes. of how, how do you think you should address these issues or even do you think with that shoot us your comment on facebook at just keeping it real um you can leave a message on anchor uh we also have um spotify spotify and apple apple google Podcasts. yes send us an email just keeping it real dot cm at gmail.com you can also you know reach out on our website which is a it's, it's we're uh, up for revamping it at just keeping it real cm.com and oh. also instagram yes so j kerr oh. underscore cm yes love to get your comments and did we and, mention our youtube channel no well also youtube so mm-hmm. and, and we're going to start a series yes and uh we we'd like for you definitely to hear it's it's going to be short Little moments that we share. Yes. And we it's entitled it our quarantine quickies. quickies. J Kerr's quarantine quickies. And they'll be coming to you via YouTube, YouTube. Facebook, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, please stay yeah. tuned for that. We Videos, little posts, just check us out there. Yeah. Appreciate you listening Support in. Support us. Yes. Please do. Share. Share. Like. Like. Give us ideas. Yes. Let us know what you want to hear. Yes. So in the meantime, in between time, what about our next? Our next one is coming up, and it will be on Father's Day. June 21st, Father's Day, our next podcast. I think we'll be going live with them. I think we'll do a YouTube live. Want to share some things, want to talk to the men out there. And it's called? Calling All Fathers to Take Your Seat. You must check us out. Stay tuned. Get your man, your father, your brother, get the man on. Want to talk to the man. In the meantime. In between time. Just keep it real, Just guys. keep it real. Charles and Melinda, we love you. Stay vigilant. Stay prayerful. Be safe. Stay protected. Love you. Bye-bye.